episode two. Hey everybody, welcome to the Group Fitness Life podcast, one resource for all things group fitness related and a place to get to know some of the incredible individuals who make up this community. To find out more about Group Fitness Life and to take advantage of all the resources we provide, go to groupfitnesslife.com. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Nicholas Jacobs. We are speaking with Nicholas Jacobs this morning. Thank you so much, Nicholas, for being on the podcast today. Absolutely. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Definitely. I have to say that when I met you, you and I met a little over a year ago. Uh, You're an instructor at Lifetime Fitness. That's one of the places where you teach along with, I know, many other things, and we'll talk about that. But I remember taking your step class, and here's what I'll tell you about me and step. Not my favorite thing. However, taking your step class was like such a party experience. Your personality is so dynamic. The way that you led that class was just incredible. It, It was intoxicating, and I just felt like I was dancing. I didn't feel like I was stepping. And so it was great. So that's how you and I met. And then I later found out that you have your own brand and your own company. And so that's why I was really in inspired to ask you to be a part of my podcast and to come and share your story. So let's jump in. I want to share with our listeners a little bit about you before we get started. So you are the owner of Sweat Atlanta. You are a national master trainer. You are a YouTube personality with over 17,000 subscribers. You're a group fitness instructor. You're a choreographer. You're a judge. You travel the world. Uh, Am I leaving anything out? That sounds very flattering and awesome. I think that sounds like just about everything. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, absolutely. So tell us how you got started in teaching. Well, I was uh, a young kid. I grew up in uh, Columbus, right outside, a small town right outside Columbus, Ohio, and uh, my mother was a step instructor. She had been teaching and she was a, you know, she loved fitness. She was a big fitness personality and, um, you know, weight lifted and did some uh, competitions there. And um, when I was, I think I was about 13 years old, it was kind of an age I would come from the, the school bus to the gym where my mother taught the YMCA and uh, there was tons of programming for young kids. And then there was, you know, obviously tons of opportunities for adults. But as I got into that kind of middle teenage years, there was just nothing. It was kind of like either go be with the grown men on the weight room floor, which I wasn't quite interested in yet, or, you know, stay in the little kids club with the six and five-year-olds. And <laughs> none of that appealed to me. So one day I thought when I was, like I said, I think about 13, I thought, well, let me go, you know down here to this old lady step class, which is what I thought it was <laughs> that back in the day when they still wore, you know, hot pink spandex pants with blue songs on the outside, <laughs> you know, it was back in that day. And so I, you know, rolled down there and, you know, my mother was really good and I just really enjoyed it. It was fun and, and I was coordinated. So all the, all the women just loved me. I was this bright haired, bright blonde haired little kid that could just get all the moves. And so that just progressed into me looking really forward to her class. And then of course she loved having me, you know, she had been begging me to do her class anyways. And um, so I just sort of made my way to the front row and then I became kind of like an assistant to her and like a reference point to the other ladies. And, you know, with step, there's so many variations that you can add. And so I would come up with all these little creative, you know, aspects to do on the step. And 
And I just fell in love with it. And one day I went, uh, I didn't even tell my mother. I went into the GM of the gym who didn't really even know me. And I just knocked on the door at 15 and a half and said, my name's Nicholas Jacobs and I want to teach a class here. (laughs) And I had my worker's permit in hand. I had went and got my worker's permit and he just kind of looked at me and thought, and he said, well, okay. And so um, we worked together and arranged like a class we called Teen Time. And it was a, um, like a 3.30. So it was when the school buses at the Y dropped all the, the high school and middle school kids off. And it was a really fun, we did step, but it was circuit. So we just did lots of different things. And uh, it did really well. And it got local media attention. We had some stuff in the newspaper and um and it became a big thing. And then my journey from there just kept on. I just sort of got the bug at that age and I've been doing it ever since. Wow. So you started teaching classes at 15, basically. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I'm that's going incredible. into my 18th year. Yeah, this year. So fantastic. Yeah, quite crazy. Yeah. So what were some of the first certifications that you obtained? Well, the first thing I did, you know, obviously I worked for the Y, so they had a lot of their own um YMCA based certification programs. And I remember they would have a, they had a pamphlet with several different, you know, options that you could do. And of course I got my CPR and first aid and my group fitness through the Y. But then I, um, I remember seeing on this, on the, um, the programming that they did a hip hop certification and right away that just really stuck out at me. I had always loved music. I think that's where my love came from. I remember, um, before I really even danced, just loving like music videos. And that was back in the MTV days where they played music videos every day. And Mm -hmm. I would watch the videos. And I remember when, you know, a lot of the pop groups were out, they would always have these really choreo intense pieces in the music videos. And I would learn the choreography and do it in my room. And so of course that hip hop certification stuck out. And so I remember going off and getting that really early on. And then, uh, and then from there, I just, you know, I knew it was important for me to be, you know, get nationally certified. So I have, I've had a really good relationship over the years with AFA. So I got uh, several AFA certifications, which, you know, started out in group fitness and then led me into AFA personal training as well. And, and then since then I've done tons of specialty, um, trainings, of course, turbo kick and Zumba and lots of the, you know, the specialty formats, but I've always maintained my, um, you know, AFA relationship and my national certifications through AFA. So you were teaching classes at a very young age. You got your certifications through AFA. You got some other specialty certifications. You started teaching hip hop dance and then you mm-hmm. went into college. And tell me a little about that. What, what did you study and what did you become after that? So, uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I actually was, like I said, in Ohio at the time, my family relocated to Georgia, actually Columbus, Georgia, um, through a transfer with my job, my dad's career. And, um, I finished high school and, um, I was working at the time and still teaching part-time. I would always, you know, teach here and there. And, um, and then I ended up going to college at Columbus state university for business management. And, um, and, you know, worked, worked through school and, and, you know, I was working in retail at the time, full time. And, uh, and then I shortly after that, uh, relocated to Atlanta, sort of as soon as I got to Columbus, I was commuting back and forth from Columbus, Georgia to Atlanta. And, uh, and then I, as soon as I got up here, I started in, um, I, I, I 
pretty quickly got out of retail. It wasn't for me. And so I got into sales and marketing and, and, um, I was selling, um, marketing like advertisements. I did lots of different advertisements. I did print sales and, uh, digital sales like website and, uh, electronic marketing and billboards and things like that. I did that for many years. And throughout that entire time, I always maintained, you know, a, a two, two, three, four, sometimes classes in the evening. And I remember, you know, even from a young age, people would always tell me, because I always liked fitness and I loved to dance and I loved to teach step. And people would always say, you know, there's no money in fitness. Don't, you know, don't ever take that route because there was kind of a point where I thought, well, is that what I want to do? You know, because that that's one of the things that led me to studying business is just because I never really knew, you know, what do I want to really do? And so I, I considered uh, fitness and people would always steer me away from it. And, uh, one day I, you know, as I was in my sales career after it, so I did it for so many years and it, it really wore on me. I, I remember waking up one day and I thought every day that I wake up to go to my nine to five, I just dread it. And I hate that experience and it mm. doesn't fulfill me in any way, but I would look so forward. I remember watching the clock at work, waiting to get off so that I could go do my fun job, my, my teaching my class. And so during the time that I still worked, I was really fortunate because I worked a sales job where I could kind of set my own hours and I could, you know, work as much as I needed to, um, you know, you know, uh, more or less. And uh, I just decided to start my own fitness company. So I started my company, Sweat Atlanta, here and just did it, you know, part, very part time while I was still working uh, because I wasn't in a financial position at that point to just quit my job. So I sort of juggled both for a year, probably a year to two years until one day, you know, fortunately I was able to quit my job and I just walked in one day and I said, I quit. And, and I was scared, you know, I had a, there was still a little bit of a financial gap from what I was making at my full-time job to what my company was making. But I thought this is something I have to do for me. You know, I have to venture out. I have to step out on faith and hopefully it will, you know, come full circle. And, and that's been uh, about four years now. And so I've been so, so, so lucky. And I'm so grateful every day that I can, you know, be my own boss and wake up and, you know, set my own hours and work with the clients I want to work with. And, um, you know, it's not always easy. There's definitely hardships to being self-employed, but I wouldn't tra trade it for the world. Absolutely. So in addition to being the owner of Sweat Atlanta, where you teach classes there, you also have corporate contracts, right? We're, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So that's really where, you know, what I said earlier about people telling me there's no money in fitness. I mean, I think that that's definitely not true, but there are certainly, I believe, uh, some truths or that, that, that sort of mentality stem from a point where I think for most people, the traditional route in fitness of just, you know, just doing one thing, you know, just being a personal trainer, just doing, you know, teaching classes, it can be very hard to make, you know, much money. I think you could probably live your life, but it, it would be hard to be financially successful, very, you know, financially free. Um, and so what I learned really quickly is that, first of all, I really had to diversify where I collected my money from. And I knew that I had to do multiple things. And I sort of researched the market really well and looked around Atlanta to see what was being offered. And one hole in the market that I saw was that there was this huge need and outcry for corporate wellness. Uh, at the time, it was when a lot of insurance companies 
We're offering, you know, reduced premiums and different insurance benefits for large companies that offered wellness. And sometimes it could be very significant for companies that just show that they offer, you know, some sort of, you know, whether it was, um, you know, classes or trainings or body composition testing, things like that. And so I got into that. Yeah. And it's really right now. I mean, that's, that's the probably bulk of my income is what I do with corporate wellness. So I do a lot myself. And then I also have some sweat Atlanta trainers that go to different, um, facilities that I can't personally go fulfill. And, you know, it just depends on the con- the contract. I go in initially with the, the company and sort of do a consultation and see what their needs are. But, um, you know, it can be anything from we do body composition testing where we go in and check people's body fat and do measurements and, uh, you know, use that as kind of a um, get healthy, you know, um, message across the company. We also do weight loss competitions where we track everybody and they're, you know, the company offers prizes. We sort of facilitate that. Um, I also do um, obviously on-site classes where myself or Sweat Atlanta trainers go, you know, daily or weekly and offer different formats. We offer like 20 different formats on site. So anything from you know, kickboxing, the strength training, we've got resistance bands, BOSU ball, um, medicine ball, all those on site. And then we also even do um, like lunch and learns where we go into a company and, and they might want us to come in at lunchtime. We provide like healthy lunch or healthy snacks and we come in and do a seminar on how to eat healthy or, you know, how to pack, you know, how to pack every week as a working person and not have to go to, you know, fast food every day and eat and still be healthy. So it's been great. I love those relationships that I've built with the companies around Atlanta. And it's uh, definitely been a highlight of my work in my own personal company thus far. Well, those are a lot of formats that you just mentioned. Do you teach all of those formats? What is it that you spend your time teaching during the week? I do, actually. One thing I think is probably a, a benefit of mine or one of the reasons why I've been able to maintain a lot of the personal uh, accounts that I have uh, with my corporate wellness accounts is that I, although I love dance and, you know, I obviously got my start teaching step. I, I just, I have a love for a lot of, a lot of different formats, which I think makes me unique in a, in a lot of aspects. I, I tend to find in this industry, instructors really love, a lot of them have a skill set that's really centered in one thing, like cycle teachers just want to teach cycle all the time or really heavy dance, you know, people that are really heavy into dance, they just want to teach dance. And so um, I like it all. I mean, I really love the hard, tough stuff like insanity and kickboxing and boot, you know, boot camps. But then I also love the fun formats like hip hop and step and, and then I love strength training. So I find too, with the corporate wellness that they really, most of the time, these are long-term contracts for me that are like, you know, three, four, five years sometimes, depending on, you know, budgeting and things. And so for, in order for me to maintain an attendance and people coming, I have to keep it fresh for them. If I go in every day, you know, I find like a lot of these personal trainers around Atlanta, they come, they would come in and they lose the contracts because every day it's, you know, it's burpees, sit-ups, push-ups, go, 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 you know, and, and that's fun. And it kicks your butt for the first couple of weeks, but the burnout rate's really quick. Mm-hmm. Whereas with me, I'm able to go in and one day the, the employees are getting a great yoga day and the next day they're coming in and they're getting, you know, kickboxing and the next day they're coming, you know, so there's, 
it just keeps it really fresh for them and they're more likely to continue to go each day. Um, so yeah, I like it all. I, I teach just about everything I named and then um, I try to find instructors and trainers who are multifaceted as well. I think it's very important. And with your busy schedule, being a business owner, being a traveler, um, a master trainer all over the country, all over the world, how many classes a week do you teach here at home? Right now, between everything, which is, you know, my public stuff at gyms and facilities like that, and then obviously my private corporate things, uh, it's at 16 a week right now. 16 classes a week. Okay. So I know you in the group fitness world. And then when I looked for you on YouTube and found you and your massive following, I noticed that your YouTube videos are primarily dance. I'd love to talk about how that YouTube journey started for you and how did you get to where you've got these millions of views and followers? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think it's so awesome the world we live in now because, you know, years ago, I think as a, as a, for even as big of a town as Atlanta is or a city, it's, it can, you know, you seem sometimes like you're out on stranded Island when you're trying to get really, you know, large. My goal is to become a, you know, continue on my journey and become an internationally known, you know, fitness personality and, and continue. I've done some work on TV and, and media, but continue that work. And so it's, you know, you sometimes feel uh, challenge to get there, you know, unless, you know, contacts in Hollywood or, you know, big pr- producer contacts, sometimes it can be difficult. But um, I think my journey is a, is a story of encouragement to a lot of people because I, you know, I always have created all my own original content, whether it's dance or kickbox choreography. I, I really pride myself on um, doing things from scratch. So most of everything you see from me is, is all my own creative you know, expression. And so I would do a lot of this hip hop work and a lot of it, I really was proud of and thought that it was something that other people would enjoy. So I made the decision. I think it's been now YouTube's been about three, maybe yeah, three years plus ago. I decided to on a whim, I thought, well, you know, some of this stuff's really good. Let's just film it and see what happens. So, um, I'm lucky enough. One of the classes, the dance classes that I teach, we have sort of open gym time after the class. So I would just gather up my my, you know, really diehard dancers and we would all get in a formation and we would, um, you know, do the choreography and film it. And so I put it out and I remember, you know, early on as I had one or two videos out there and I'm just kind of trying to just guerrilla style market it and tell people to go check it out. Um, I remember, you know, I would check it every single day and <laughs> wake up and check it and it would be, I would get, Oh my God, 63 views today. <laughs> Yesterday was only 50 views and I would get so excited. And then, um, I remember there was one video uh, that I posted and I remember like um, right away, a lot of times if, if a video is getting traction and, and people are liking it, YouTube will, they, they call it YouTube promote it. So they will then like for free, they'll promote it where if you, for example, Google JLo or Jennifer Lopez, my Jennifer Lopez choreography would come up towards the top. Wow. So YouTube sort of self promotes it. And I remember that had happened. And one day I looked and one of my videos, it went from like, you know, I was getting a few hundred a day. And all of a sudden one of my videos, I think was getting like 40, 50, 60,000 views a day for about a week straight. Wow. And from there it just took off. And I mean, every day then it went from like, you know, hundreds to thousands of views a day. And my subscribers went crazy. And, and I amassed, 
you know, millions of views globally. And it, it was just such an awesome feeling for me because here I was this, you know, small town kid from Ohio and I'm getting messages literally from all over the globe um, from people saying not only did they love my stuff and, you know, I was getting messages from people who had said, you know, I'm a, I'm a, you know, single mother of two. I live in, you know, Russia and I do your videos every, you know, every day in my living room and I've lost 60 pounds. Wow. I mean, these are, it's amazing to be able to touch lives like that of people who I didn't even know. But then also, you know, I was looking, um, one of the videos I had gotten a tip from somebody, they said, check this out. And, um, it was one of a, a video, a choreography that I did. And there were 13 instructors from around the globe who had been using my choreography and had refilmed it on their own with their own groups. And I'm talking about 13 people from literally edge of the world to edge of the world all over the place, 13, you know, and obviously I know that when I put my work out there, people are going to use it. And so it's, it was crazy to think, you know, all these instructors, all these classes around the globe are doing my work. It was really cool. And so, um, from there it just took off. I started about three years ago. I started, as soon as the channel really took off, I started getting messages from people saying, you know, I own a studio in this part of the world. I own a studio here, or I'm, I'm a, you know, I do a lot of Zumba or dance cardio dance parties in my market and I would love to host you. And so it was something that I knew was going to be really beneficial in growing my brand. And so next thing I knew, I, I literally began my journey three years ago and, and I do them. I've slowed down a little bit just because the travel schedule is kind of just getting a little bit challenging for me to fulfill. But uh, for a while, I was doing two two a month, usually where I was in a different part of the world, you know, every other weekend presenting master classes. And so they use my image and they produce flyers and sell tickets and people know me from YouTube and you know they share my videos. And um, I've been really, really lucky to sort of build a name through that platform and, and people show up and they can't wait to take class with me. And um, it's just been a great way for me to meet people. I, I have now, you know, friends, so to speak, and all these different parts of the world that I've, uh, that I've, uh, presented in, you know, and they're my Facebook friends and we keep in touch and they, when are you coming back to Texas? When are you coming back to San Francisco? When are you coming back to new Orleans? And, um, and it's just a great feeling, you know, I, I have my friends here that take my class, but now I feel like I have all these other, you know, buddies that I, you know, have from different parts of the world. And that's pretty incredible because as a group fitness instructor, that's what we want. We want to be able to touch lives and, and change lives. And, and that's what you've done just on a global basis, kind of almost on accident. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it was on accident. Like I said, I just, I literally thought, let me throw this out there and see, you know, see what happens. And so I think it's not only uh, inspirational for other fitness instructors to know that you know, you, the world is your oyster truly. I mean, now that we live in such a global digital age, I mean, you know, you're, you can touch anybody in any part of the world now through via the internet. And so, you know, there really is so much potential out there and so much opportunity. And I just encourage people to, uh, you know, the journey might not be YouTube for you, but I just encourage people to, to just kind of try things. If you have an interest in something, like I had kind of considered doing some um, filming and some publishing of my work online. I had considered it for so long and, and just, you know, kept going back and forth. And I'm just so glad that, you know, that gut inside of me said, do it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's led me to so many things. I also wanted to touch on, um, my YouTube channel because I've kind of became, become known in the dance fitness community, partic- particularly, um, there's a great guy, his name's Greg Fountain, who started a national touring, uh, 
um, organization called Who Can Rock the Crowd. And it's basically a big city tour that hits different markets. And, and he would do these huge three-day dance fitness conventions. So it would be three days of just nothing but master classes. So as an, as an attendee, you would buy a ticket and you could stay one or all three days. And you would have every, you know, Friday, you would have a Zumba class. And then Friday night, you would have a, a dance hall class. And then Saturday morning, you would have a cardio hip hop class. And then they would have like a sexy chair class. And then you would have a, uh, there's a format out called mix fit. You would have a mix fit class. So for a participant, they would get all these different things. And then at the uh, end of the event, they would do a big um, sort of dance battle where crew dance crews or instructors that had their own like crews would present on stage. And it was called who can rock the crowd because their goal was to, you know, motivate the crowd. And so, um, and uh, the winner got money and it was a really fun event. And, and he was looking for celebrity judges to basically tour the country with him. And I never really looked at myself that way, but he had heard about me and had gotten several referrals about me. And so he took me on the road with him. So this past year, I traveled several different markets with him and met tons of great people and was a judge next to, you know, real, what I consider real fitness celebrities like Pepper Vaughn, who I grew up watching him and I were on a celebrity judging panel side by side. So it was just so, so surreal for me, you know, to be in that atmosphere. And I was able to present to a lot of these markets and, um, and all of that came from YouTube again, you know, just, he found me and was looking for sort of a younger, he had a couple of veteran fitness celebrities, but he was looking for somebody kind of new upcoming and who, you know, had, had had a following and he found me. And, um, again, through that atmosphere, we've created this family of who can rock the crowd folks and, and that's going to live on, you know, and going to continue to do great things. And so, uh, you know, it's just been a great overall YouTube has been a huge, huge, uh, you know, addition to my career. So let's go back to who can rock the crowd. That is a fitness convention, a dance fitness convention that takes place over the course of a weekend at a local hotel. Is that geared more towards instructors, dance teachers, or to the general public? Uh, more to the general public, actually. Um, I think he um, was selecting actual instructors to come present. So he really was doing a great job of picking the best of the best. I mean, he had, it wasn't even, he would usually pick maybe one or a couple people in that particular market that he visited, but primarily he was spending, you know, his money flying people in from all over the country. So you were really getting like the best of the best. I mean, he had done a great job of finding people who were just uber, uber talented. Uh, and so, yeah, so it was a great thing. I mean, I, I think it, it was still growing last year, but um, it was open to the public and it was a great thing for anybody who loves, you know, even if you're not like a huge, huge dancer, just if you love just group fitness in general, it was such a fun weekend because we were all in a hotel and, you know, if you were local, you could come back and forth, but it was very affordable and you would have just the opportunity to do all these amazing fitness formats or, you know, these different dance formats. And there were some of them that I had not, you know, done personally before. I had, I had not really done a lot of stuff with this sexy chair format. Um, there's a girl in, out in California named Tara Romano who does a format that she created called Tone and Tease. So it's like a sexy chair class with choreography and some toning elements thrown in. And, um, and I had never done it. And I just fell in love with that. It was so fun and brought out, you know, like your inner confidence. And so, yeah, for a participant, you get to 
take in like a whole, you know, chunk of the best of the best across the country in one weekend that are, these people are flown in just for you. So it was just a great experience overall. Nice. Nice. Now on your YouTube channel, do you have videos that are things other than dance? Do you do any of the other formats or is it strictly dance? So right now, you know, I really focused in on dance uh, just because that was such a huge, when I started it, a few years ago, it was in the height of just Zumba mania and so many just dance formats. There was a, a few other dance uh, uh, instructors who were, you know, really making a name for themselves on YouTube. And so I started out there. However, um, I'm actually working. I, I just sort of signed off on an entire new platform. I've, the only sort of downfall to YouTube is you deal with a lot of issues with music copyrights and mm. YouTube will block certain videos. So that's been a real sort of headache. So I decided earlier this year, um, I went through some sort of copyright frustration with YouTube. So I decided earlier this year to start my own platform. So I'm hoping to launch it in the next couple of months. It's already done and we're just sort of working out the kinks, but and I'll be detailing more about that soon, but it'll be its own platform where I'm able to share not only dance choreography, but it will have kickboxing choreography I come up with and step choreography. And I'm going to release a, another, my own format that'll be kind of like boot camp, body toning type of exercises. Uh, and it'll be an ability for people to go on this platform and they'll be able to see whatever they want and they'll be able to watch videos and it'll be a subscription-based program where they'll be able to go and, and see me not only present the material, but there'll also be tutorials and there'll be, um, you know, uh, different, uh, um, you know, interviews. And if I do a masterclass, we'll film it and they'll be able to watch that live. And so it'll be a really great sort of community of, for fitness lovers for dance and all the other things that I do. So I'm really excited about that in 2017. Nice, nice. So you talked a little bit about how we live in a day and age where because of all of the digital and social media um, resources that are out there, it's a really great opportunity for current group fitness instructors and professionals to get their name out there and get their brand um, viewed all over the world. What advice would you give to that person who takes your class and has thought about becoming a group fitness instructor? Where would you suggest they start? The first thing I would say, and I think that this isn't utilized enough, is so many of us that have been doing this for a long time, I know me personally, and a lot of the you know friends that I have that are seasoned instructors, we I, I know, you know, personally speaking, I've gotten to a point in my career where I, you know, have been doing this so long to where I have a real passion for mentoring and for, you know, sort of helping to use my 18 years of experience and sort of helping to develop and, and, um, you know, help cater the next, uh, you know, uh, generation of instructors. And so I think a lot of instructors are like that. So what I would first say to somebody is, you know, you have your own instructor that you love, that you take their class every week. I, I guarantee you nine times out of 10, if you approach them and, and sort of detail your interest to them, they'll help you in some form or fashion. You know, I, I have done a lot of um, workshops here locally where I have um, reached out to people who are interested in getting their AFA certification or going off and getting different certifications. And I will host a huge sort of a workshop for instructors where I'm teaching them about cueing and, and um, you know, body composition and kinesiology and, and just helping them prepare for testing or just sort of build their, their uh, you know, 
database of knowledge. And so uh, I think that that's the first thing that people should do is just approach their instructor and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested. And I, I think, like I said, that most of them, I know I'm, I'm thrilled when somebody does that. I like can't wait. I just get all excited. Okay, okay, we're going to do this and we got to do this and mm-hmm. <laughs> prepare for this. And I love that. I love helping that. And I've had several people um, in my career that have sort of come through my ranks and have, I've helped them and we've done, you know, I met them on Sunday afternoons and we've gone over like workbook stuff that they're preparing for a test or I've had them just teach to me and I can kind of give them feedback. And then when I see them teaching now, I just feel like a, you know, Papa Bear, you know, I feel so yeah. proud and, and then they they feel so much more comfortable as an instructor. I think that's a lot of times the only gap, at, you know, a lot of the gyms have and, and things like that is that there isn't really a good developmental program for instructors. It's kind of like you just show up, you do a quick little, you know, audition, and then you have your own class. And sometimes these are people that have never taught before or have taught, you know, barely, you know, for five people at their church or, you know, just things like that. And so it's, it's very overwhelming as for an instructor. And then I think sometimes for a participant, it's unfair because you might be a member of a facility where, you know, you take a Monday night class with somebody, you know, like me, who's taught for 18 years, who presents a really well-rounded class that you enjoy. And then the next night you might show up to somebody who it's their very first night of teaching. So, you know, the, there's a variable there for participants. So I just think it's for, um, person in, you know, uh, interested in that, just kind of find that mentor. I think that's a great start. I agree with you. It's interesting because one of our blogs is about five things to do to become a group fitness instructor. And that is one of the five is to get a mentor. And as I've spoken with group fitness professionals over the years, we all agree that absolutely for many of us, that's how we got started, right? Asking that favorite instructor of ours, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about becoming an instructor. Can you help me? And we've had those people who have been, um, and, and played crucial roles in our development as an instructor. So I think that's key. And it's really awesome to hear that you lead instructor workshops. I didn't know that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, like I said, it's, uh, I think in anybody's career, as you sort of, you know, as you've done it for so long, you just want to give back a little bit, you know, and you want, you have a passion for it. And and I do. And I, I've had so, especially teaching dance, I have these young kids that are just such talented dancers who are dynamic and amazing. And, um, and I love, I love, love, love helping them and seeing them, you know, grow. And so, yeah, I've done lots of, lots of different work and workshops and, and also just, like I said, sort of like teach backs where I'll say, Hey, meet me on Sunday. Let's go over some stuff. And, you know, I mm-hmm. give them pointers and just really make them feel com- comfortable because they're comfortable with me one-on-one and talk, talking to me and teaching in front of me. And so it gives them kind of that stepping stone from teaching, you know, ne- not teaching at all to teaching for a big group, having, you know, some one-on-one time with me where I can say, Hey, this looks good, but you know, you might want to practice this a little bit or, you know, do this or don't forget your visual cues or just little things like that, that just empower them to to where when they do step out on their own, they feel really, you know, confident in what they're doing. Sure. And I think it's key what you said about, you know, these young, talented dancers. And there is a difference between a person who is a skilled dancer performance wise, and then putting that person on a stage and giving them a mic and and expecting them to be able to lead a class. Um, So there's, there's, there's that huge uh, missing component of going from this person who is a great dancer to I am now a great instructor and a group fitness 
teacher. So that that's huge, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I will say one thing about that is I've had some people who, yeah, 100% what you just touched on, who have come to me and said, you know, I'm kind of thinking about it. I might want to be a teacher. And there's actually been people that I've steered out of it sometimes because mm-hmm. what I think is that when you look at your instructor, it's, you know, sometimes I think you can kind of get enamored and, you know, they're the one that everybody wants to talk to after class. And, and, you know, a lot of instructors sort of, you know, I know a lot of the gym's philosophies is that you want to be the, you know, the star, you want to put on a, you know, you want to, you want to make it a, a, an experience for everybody. So I think sometimes participants can, can get enamored. And I've, I've had some young people who just what you said, I mean, it's not really teaching a course, I think is, is rooted in talent. You know, you have to, whatever format you're in, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a dancer, you need to be dance, you know, talented and, and be able to choreograph and things like that. But, but I think what a big part of it is, is just overall personality and just presentation and having that it factor. And, Absolutely. and uh, so a lot of them, yeah, I mean, especially the younger kids that I've had that have approached me about teaching, I say to them, you know, a lot of them are great, great, great dancers, but I know that they're just, they just have a love of dance and they don't really have that there are at least yet, they don't have that dynamic personality. And what I tell them a lot of times is I see how much fun you have in these classes and you're able to come and just give your all and dance and, and just have fun and what happens. And, and I love it. You know, I wouldn't give it up for anything, but, but I, I know for a lot of people, they go from, you know, class participant to teacher and instead of just being able to come after work and have fun and let loose and, and just, you know, enjoy your friends in the class, you're then worrying about your breath control on the microphone and not mm-hmm. messing up this step and not dancing too hard so that you're spent by the end of the class. And, you know, it definitely, if you don't have that innate passion for it, it can kind of take the fun, I think, out of out of the class experience sometimes, you know. I know even for me, as much as I love to teach, there are certain times that I love to just go to a class, not have a microphone strapped to my head and just take the class and not, you know, and I have friends that I'll go to their class and they'll say, come up and teach, you know, come up, do a routine. And I say, no, I just want to be a teacher. I want to be a student today, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just love going in sometimes and just taking the class and just enjoying that too, you know, where I don't have to worry about, you know, being on and being funny and, you know, and, and all those things. And so I think it's certainly a great, uh, group fitness as a whole is just such an awesome experience, but I think it's not for everybody. And so I think you really want to search, search deep down and think, is it, do I just love group fitness? Is that why I'm kind of considering wanting to teach or do I really want to teach? Do I really want to, you know, present to other people? Right, right. Absolutely. Well, Nicholas, this has been such a great conversation. You are a wealth of knowledge and information, and you've created quite an impressive career. And I'm just excited to watch and see where the upcoming year will take you. It's going to be pretty incredible. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And I did want to just say, if anybody wants to catch me online, um, they can find me through lots of different ways. Obviously, my company here is Sweat Atlanta. So you can find me at sweatatlanta.com. I'm on all the social media platforms, you know, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, just under Nicholas Jacobs. And then my YouTube. Yeah, the best way to find me on YouTube is just search my name in the search bar, Nicholas Jacobs, and close to 300 videos come up. So I would love it if you would subscribe or share the videos and I really appreciate that. Fantastic. Well, I'll be watching for sure. Thank you so much, Nicholas. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Tina. Great. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. 
Nicholas Jacobs is a great example as someone who wanted to get into the group fitness industry. And then that small beginning, that humble beginning turned into a career and his passion. Someone who just was teaching a few classes every now and then, and then decided to step away from his corporate job to make group fitness a career and a way of life for him. And he's done very well and become very successful at it. I really loved how he talked about finding a mentor. If you would like more information about how to become a group fitness instructor, how to even find a mentor, please visit our Group Fitness Life website at www.groupfitnesslife.com.